An Air Force airman lights himself on fire in order to free Palestine. You know, I, you know I have some thoughts on that. It is illegal for businesses to hire illegal aliens. So Colorado has decided to solve this problem. How? By implementing the Great Replacement Theory. And, of course, everything is racist. This is Gene, you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. You might have noticed, started a little bit late today. There was a reason we started a little bit late today. Computer was not cooperating. That happens. So I had to sit there. I had to fix it. Thank God I got some IT experience to be able to fix this stuff. stuff. Uh, and uh, got it done. All right. So let's get to the big news that happened maybe four minutes ago. Mitch McConnell has announced that he is no longer going to be running for Senate. He is finished with the Senate. He made a very nice speech. He said that, uh, you know, Father Time is undefeated, and it's time for me to leave. And uh, I don't blame him. You know, the guy's over 80 years old. It's really time to just, okay, you've, you've done your thing. You put up with enough crap. You made millions of dollars. It's time for you to move on. So, I mean, President Biden, in other news that was today, President Biden, just out of the blue, no one was alerted, decided to go get his physical today. So he went to Walter Reed to get his physical. And, of course, as he's walking to the helicopter to go to Walter Reed, he almost falls. So, you know, you can see... You can see the discrepancies between these two. Mitch McConnell, who is obviously losing his mind, the guy had uh, frozen up twice during press conferences, and if he, we caught him freezing up during press conferences twice, you could imagine this guy's been freezing up pretty constantly. And you've got Joe Biden, who's completely senile and doesn't know where he is half the time, forgets everything, can't answer a question being asked of him from a reporter. He has to have a note card. So, good for him. Uh, McConnell is the longest-serving Senate major- Senate leader in history, which is amazing. I'm glad he's gone. Uh, they're talking about uh, some guy named Cornyn. I can't remember his first name. Bruce Cornyn or Robert Cornyn he, taking over for him, which I... I think would be an excellent uh, Senator Corman. What's his name? John Corman. Cornyn. I think that would be good. Cornyn, very conservative, will put up a fight and compare, again, about 20 years younger than Chuck Schumer. So I think that would be a good thing. All right. Uh, let's give our illegal alien update. Now, since the, the killing of Lincoln Riley, we, I've been saying that we are having mass illegal alien crime. A lot of it. Well, I decided, you know what, let's, let's sit back and let's start bringing up that crime statistics, the, the different crime problems caused by illegal aliens. So here are a few. Uh, illegal alien from Central America is, has been arrested in connection for the murder of a two-year-old. Yay! There you go. No problem. This happened in Maryland. It happened this week. So this guy 
You look at these guys and you know they're not. These guys are just hardened criminals. They were hardened criminals from Central America. They're hardened criminals in the United States. They're not going to change their color. I mean, the the Venezuelan they caught this this week for killing Lincoln Lincoln uh, Riley. He was a hardened criminal in Venezuela. He'd been arrested already three or four times in the United States. This was not. I mean, he illegally entered the country. So he's a criminal anyway. But yeah, in other news, uh, an illegal alien was arrested in Louisiana for raping a minor. And this was a separate incident from when he robbed somebody and stabbed them in the chest and in the, uh, in the face. So this guy's a piece of work. Four Chinese citizens, one of them was reportedly illegal, we don't know if they were all were, are accused of sneaking in $22.5 million worth of marijuana in Georgia. And finally, a 34-year-old Guatemalan was arrested in Massachusetts for indecent assault and battery on a minor. In other words, rape. Because they don't, for some reason you can't say rape anymore. But it was rape. And that wasn't his first, uh, that wasn't the first time he had an indecent exposure in, in the United States. So you can see things are going great. Now, I know there's a lot of people, and I hear this all the time, not all illegal aliens are criminals. I want to change mindset on that. Yes, all illegal aliens are criminals. Listen to the term, illegal alien. By you being in this country, you are a criminal. You didn't go through the process. So, yes, all illegal aliens are criminals. And I think it'd be nice if we just got away from that bullshit about, oh, you know, some are good people. Yeah, you know what? Maybe some are good people. That's fine. doesn't matter. They shouldn't be here. All right, so let's get to our first story. And this is, this is a great story. I want to, because of Ben Shapiro's, Twitter post. I didn't get to these stories this week, so I'm going to try and cover a bunch of them today. But this was something that I saw this on Twitter, and I, I just couldn't believe I was seeing it. So this is according to the BBC. A member of the U.S. Air Force is in critical condition after setting himself on fire in front of the Israeli embassy in Washington. Officers from the U.S. Secret Service extinguished the flames before the man was taken into a hospital on Sunday afternoon with serious injuries. He ended up dying. The U.S. Air Force confirmed the active duty serviceman was involved, but he has not been identified. The police and Secret Service are investigating. Now, here, here's, I've got a couple of things to say about this. First off, good riddance. You got, I have the same view on gang members. When gang members kill each other, I don't see that as a tragedy. I see that, okay, as thinning the herd. Get rid of them. Now, the problem with gang members killing each other is that they typically they can't shoot for shit, so they end up shooting somebody else, some innocent person, and I have a problem with that. But if this guy wants to set himself on fire, good for him. Set yourself on fire. You've convinced no one. That's my first point. We got rid of you. No big deal. You got rid of yourself. Because here's the thing. Conservatives, as much as, as conservatives are committing genocide with everybody, we really aren't. 
And it's you people that are doing this. Our problem is when you guys sit there and start rioting and then we shoot you. That's where we are. It's everything we do is to protect ourselves and our families and our property. It has nothing to do with killing you. It has to do with protecting ourselves. So that's, I mean, the media calls that genocide. I don't call that genocide. I call it protecting ourselves. Well, the good news is because this guy decided to, to scorch himself, we don't have to protect ourselves from him anymore. So good riddance. Okay. The second issue I have with this is if you looked at all of the posts on Twitter, all of the crazy-ass leftists are screaming that this guy is a martyr, he's a hero, blah, blah, blah. Okay. This is not the way to get your point across. First off, if you are one of these individuals who believes that Palestine needs to be free and the war in Israel and Gaza needs to stop, you've got a problem right off the bat. You don't know basic history. And I've said this multiple times. It is not Israel that is occupying Palestine. It is the Palestinians occupying Israel. Israel existed long before Palestine existed, like a thousand years. So it is Palestine that is actually occupying. Those people in the Gaza, those people in the West Bank, those people in southern Lebanon, they weren't, they weren't there for a thousand years. And I'll go a step further. All of these people are Muslims. There was no Muslim religion for a thousand years after Israel was, was occupying. Palestine, which means, in English, the land of the Philistines, the Philistines died out as a civilization about 50 years, 100 years into the, into the establishment of Israel. So, everyone, or Canaan, whatever you want to call it at that time, but to sit back and say, if you read the Bible, the Bible goes over it very clearly in Kings and in um, the story of David. It goes into this pretty pretty clearly. The, the Philistines were gone. David got rid of the Philistines. So, and matter of fact, that's one of the high points of the Bible. The Bible is a historical document. Everyone bitches and moans about the Jews being the chosen people. The Jews were assholes too. They had their major problems. The Bible points that out. So the Jews lost a lot of wars because they, they didn't stick to being Jews. And they forgot about God. But the reality of the matter is the Jewish people were in Israel a long time before Palestine was even a thing. Palestine came around during the Romans. The Romans named the area Palestine. And they named it Palestine, land of the Philistines, to insult the Jews. And Israel was established about a thousand years before Islam even became a thing. So all this crap, and that's the problem with these left, these wild-ass leftists, what they don't realize, is that no, it is the Palestinians that are occupying Israel. It's not Israel occupying Palestine. It's a pure just whitewashing of history. And finally, the last thing is, um, how did this guy end up in the military? 
Now, I don't know what he was his specialty. I don't know what job he did for the military, but this guy obviously had mental problems. This guy was a self-proclaimed anarchist. He posted crap on social media constantly. He had pictures of himself constantly. My question is, how did the military miss this? The military does all sorts of background checks on you, especially the Air Force. The Air Force and the Navy do a ton of background checks on you because you're dealing with their most their latest technology that can't end up in the hands of China or the Muslims or any of that any other country, the Middle East. How did this guy end up in the military? And that tells me that our military the process to get into the military has gotten so bad that this guy who, by the way, doesn't sound like he believed in the oath he took to protect the Constitution of the United States. This guy got it. You can get in so easy. You can basically flaunt that you do not believe in the Constitution. You do not believe in the United States. And you can still get stuck into one of the highest technological portions of the military out there. This guy should have never been in the military. So you 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 really gotta wonder what's going on. You gotta wonder what's gonna happen. What's gonna happen when we actually get into a war? How many people in the military, 10%, 20%, 30%, are gonna say, I don't want to fight this war? And then they just decide not to do it. Now there's one thing, I was in the military, and there's one thing you learn in the military. You are no longer an individual. You are part of a team. That person that stands next to you in line is, is, is as important as you. Your life is there to protect their lives and to protect country. You are not someone who walks around the military with purple hair. Individuality, they do this. That's all basic training is is stripping you of your individuality. If you fart and it doesn't smell the same as the guy next to you, you're doing push-ups. It is that detailed when it comes to destroying your individuality. And that's why a lot of people can't leave the military. They decide to make it a career because they, they don't know how to be an individual. Those are usually pretty weak-minded people. I'm not saying military is weak-minded. I'm, I'm not saying a career military guy is weak-minded. But I'm saying they do a very good job in making you feel like a teammate. Okay, I probably should just delete that portion and start over again because that's not what I meant. I'm saying that a lot of people stay because they need that team mentality, that family mentality that they don't have in real life and they don't know how to do it once they leave the military. An example would be a lot of serial killers. They get out of the military. They have no idea what to do with themselves. So it, it, it's that kind of thing. But we this 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 administration here and the Obama administration also have made it that the individual is the most important. It is individuality. And you should, you and your two gay mothers, you remember that commercial that the army released, you and your two gay mothers, you should join to be all you can be because you are so special. I got bad news to you. 20 years ago, that's not how the military treated you. 
They don't give a crap about you. They give a crap about your unit. And that's what we were taught. And, it, it, and if you are already an extreme individual, like this guy, he was an anarchist. You are almost a narcissistic to the point. The military is going to F you up. Not anymore, but it would have F'd you up. Because it's not about you anymore. And it really disturbs me that the military has gone so far left, so far into this be yourself, your truth. There is no your truth in the military, at least not when I went. It is the truth, and that's it. And that truth is made by the commander. There's none of that anymore. And that is a really bad thing. You need to keep people out of the military that are like this guy. This guy who lit himself on fire because he wanted to be probably famous. He wanted to be central to the world. So he lights himself on fire and he bitches about Palestine. He obviously knows nothing about Palestine. He's already got mental issues, you can tell. Anyone who lights themselves on fire, first off, should not be celebrated. And it should be acknowledged right off the bat, the guy's got mental issues. But that's not what the media is doing. They're celebrating him as a freaking hero. So, okay, well, I mean, there's good and bad in it. A guy's dead because he decided to light himself on fire. But mm, the guy's dead, so we don't have to deal with him rioting later on. Or quitting the military when we have to fight a war against someone that he happens to like. Okay, in this next story... This is a good one. Uh, I've talked about the Great Replacement Theory forever. And I have said that the Great Replacement Theory, yes, two things can be true at once. It was a theory that white supremacists came out with back in the Ku Klux Klan days, which means the late 1800s, early 1900s. Yes, it, it was a white supremacist thing. And it's being done. So, yes... You can believe that the Great Replacement Theory is created by white supremacists, because it has, has been. But you can also believe that it's probably not a theory it's being done. Well, thank you, Colorado, for basically showing that. This is according to the Daily Wire, and this is a news story. It came out today. Uh, as Denver faces a budget crisis due to 40,000 illegal immigrants arriving in the last year, the city is using resources to get the migrant population employed, warning hourly report workers that they might may lose hours to illegal immigrants and using the public school system to help the illegals get work permits, according to emails obtained by the Daily Wire. Denver's Nine News reported on Monday that the city of Denver warned its workforce of job cuts, reporting that while the city, quote, says it is not laying off employees to pay for the migrant crisis, end quote, it, quote, is telling hourly employees that they may have their hours reduced to zero, end quote. Senator John Hickenlooper told the DC out, told the outlet that because companies are generally barred from hiring illegal immigrants, the city may simply start hiring illegal immigrants itself, even though it is also illegal. Okay, so that's great replacement theory. <laughs> Suddenly, Americans kick completely out of their jobs to give it to illegal aliens. And by the way, those illegal aliens are getting pay paid with taxpayer dollars. 
that should be really the one thing Republicans in Colorado actually push. You guys are taking American taxpayer funds and take, taking it away from the paychecks of American citizens and giving it to illegals. And I love this. They're not being fired, but they'll get no hours because we got to hire illegal aliens. By the way, I just want to point out this is equity. This is an example of what happens with equity. See, here's the whole thing. This is more of a socialist problem because this is what socialists believe. Socialists believe we will all be equal equity. Okay, that's equity. Here's the problem with equity. You can't make everyone rich. You can only make everyone poor. We've seen that in Cuba, China, the Soviet Union, Russia, Venezuela, Czechoslovakia, anywhere there's socialism, it has failed. And the reason it has failed is in order to promote equity, which by the way, North Korea and the Soviet Union, they call it equity. They called it equity. They, never, they don't care about equality. They cared about equity. And they called, they called out equity. The Americans, Americans always think that we can have socialist in, socialism in this country because we'll do it right. But here's the reality. Them doing it right is exactly what has been done everywhere. Equity, when they started mentioning equity, the first thing I thought of is, oh God, we're going back to the, the land of the Soviet Union or North Korea. Yomeni Park says that in her books and in her lectures. She goes, yes, I've heard equity. It's our North Korea. North, it's in North Korea. The supreme leader, the loved, beloved leader has said everything is from equity. And the way you get equity is everyone is poor. Except the elites. The elites are never poor. They're always eating steak. Famines don't ever affect the beloved leader in North Korea or in Russia or in the Soviet Union. So there's your problem. In Cuba, Fidel Castro never had to worry about not getting dinner. And that's the problem with equity. But here, we're in order to be equitable... We are, especially to illegal aliens, who, by the way, there's a reason illegal aliens can't have a job in the private sector. It's because illegal aliens are illegal. And this article actually points that out, that you allow these people to take jobs in the government, that's illegal too. So the second this happens, I, I tell you what, this is how Republicans are going to win. If they stop, if they pull their heads out of their ass for five minutes, this is how Republicans take over a state. Right here. Right here. California, it's almost worthless. Because California doesn't have Republicans. And California has manipulated the system to the point that Republicans will never be elected. It is a one-party state in this state. Them saying there are Republicans, Steve Garvey running for Senate, that's all bullshit. That's true. Steve Garvey is just a, a prop. Even, even though his ideas are pretty much correct, he is just a prop. In Colorado, there's still a lot of people that are Republican. Don't forget, Colorado has military bases there. 
So it is still has a high level of Republicans. If Republicans wanted to, this is the state they should go after. Turn it red. Just like we did in Virginia. Turn it red. Just like we're going to do in, it looks like Michigan, to be honest with you, it looks like Michigan might go red. Democrats have nothing but piss-poor ideas. This is one of them. And we need to exploit those piss-poor ideas. We need to point out that, well, I mean, the money you were paying in taxes as a government employee, now you don't have the money for the taxes, and you're not getting any, any, uh, uh, any income because of illegal aliens who shouldn't be having your job in the first place. So, by the way, that's great replacement theory. You know who will vote for the Democrat, this, this John Hickenlooper? You know who will vote for him? Illegal aliens. And don't kid yourself. Don't You just wait. The Democrats are trying already to get illegal aliens to vote. They're, they're, they're doing it. California, I would guarantee you, it is, in the, it is in the teens, the percentage of those that vote are illegal. They're not even citizens. California is already trying to get put it on the books that non-citizens can vote. New York is already trying to put it on the books that non-citizens can vote. Now, thank God for the for the courts. The courts say you can't do that. It's I mean, it's in the constitution. You can't you can't do that. But it's only a matter of time before they do what they always do. Ignore the constitution and just do it. Okay, well this is this next story we haven't done this in a really long time. Everything is racist. Everything is racist according to me. Everything is racist in 2020. I've said this more than once and I, I truly believe it. These people are having a real hard time finding things to be to bitch about being racist. They are constantly digging at the bottom of the barrel, looking, scraping the bottom of the barrel, looking for something to accuse people of racism. And the big problem is, the more they scrape the bottom of the barrel, the stupider they look. The more irrelevant this looks. I mean, we've heard everything. Swimming is racist. Bike riding is racist. Uh, sidewalks are racist. I... It, it's getting to the point where, you know, you guys are just going to scream racism anywhere you can find it. And here's another example. According to the Post Millennial, a California professor who found Black Lives Matter grassroots has declared that it is slightly racist to be a fan of famous singer Taylor Swift. Melina Abdullah, a controversial Pan-African Studies professor at Cal State University, Los Angeles. Okay. Right off the bat, you're a Pan-African Studies professor. She blew $100,000 to get a college education, and that's what she came up with? In other words, she's a career worthless person. The only thing she does is philosophize about race, slavery. That's all she does. And, by the way, California State University, Los Angeles, which employs her, uh, one of the worst colleges in the state of California. And I would argue it is one of the worst in the country. I believe it, it. some list I saw saw California, uh, University of California, Los Angeles is like number 25 worst 50 
colleges in the country. So you go figure with that. Made the statement on X during the Super Bowl on February 11th. Yeah, let's let's make a statement like that on the Super Bowl to try and F up everybody's Super Bowl because that's what these people do. Quote, why do I feel like it's slightly racist to be a Taylor Swift fan? End quote, said Abdullah, the founder of BLM Grassroots, which is the daughter company of Black Lives Matter Global Network. After the San Francisco 49ers loss, which was the team that Abdullah had been supporting, she claimed in another post on X that the loss was because of white supremacy. Quote, why do I feel like this was some right-wing white supremacist conspiracy? Boo, end quote. Now, I'll give her this. I think she was kidding here. So, continuing, quote, folks, I think folks think they're attacking me because by asking why I think everything is racist. I'm not offended. Virtually everything is racist. Okay, I mean, come on. That's the problem with these people. Virtually everything is racist. And I would like to know what this virtually is. Because this broad, these people can find everything is racist. Walking on a sidewalk is considered racist. That's what these people say. There are articles about it. Now, here's, here's, here's the big question. Here's the question I have. So, Taylor Swift, you like Taylor Swift music. I'm not a big fan. I think I like maybe two of her songs. You're a big fan of Taylor Swift. You like Taylor Swift. Did you know it's racist to like hip-hop? If you like Cardi B, for example, you're a racist. Because you're not supposed to like Cardi B because you're white. You're not supposed to like, now you're not supposed to like white pop artists because you're white. You're not supposed to like the old classical artists like Beethoven, Bach, and Mozart. You're not supposed to like them because they're all white guys and it's racist. Exactly what is it we're allowed to like? That should be the big question people ask her. We're not allowed to like black music. For example, I've heard, I've, I've read somewhere, because I play guitar, or I try, and I love blues music. I play a lot of blues music. Blues music is something that uh, came from back in the 1920s, late 1800s, 1920s. It became famous with uh, artists like Robert Johnson. And it's considered racist to want to play music from, let's say, Robert Johnson. Because I, that's what's, what am I doing? I'm taking in the black culture. You know, don't, don't ignore the fact that groups like Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, the Beatles, they all base their music off of blues music. Forget that. You're not allowed to like them either because they're white. But I've heard that it's kind of like cultural appropriation to like to play blues music. So here's the question I have for you. What can we like? We can't like Taylor Swift because she's white. We can't like blues because it was invented by blacks. We probably can't like jazz because it's invented by blacks. We can't uh, like classical music because it's a, by a bunch of dead white guys, which is racist. What are we allowed to like? I guess Kenny G. I guess that's the... Nope, he plays jazz. So I guess we're not even allowed to like Kenny G. What? So what can you like? 
This goes on. Uh, this goes in the same line of everything. For example, cultural appropriation, because that's what she's talking about. Cultural appropriation is annoying because everything is is appropriated from a different culture. Everything is from a different culture. By the way, that's okay. So, you know, yesterday, what did I make for dinner? I can't remember what I made for dinner. I made chicken wings. You, you'd think that would be American, but that's still Southern. That's still a black delicacy. So, how do I win here? And, of course, then I made rice a rice dish, which was Asian. How do you win here? What, I'm not allowed to eat? I can only make white bread? The whole thing with, for example, you braid your hair. Well, that's cultural appropriation because blacks invented braiding of hair. Blacks did not invent the braiding of hair. That was a Northern European thing. They all did it in Northern Europe. The Vikings did it. The Norsemen did it. They all, they, the Irish did it. They all braided their hair. It was to keep their hair out of their faces. So, I mean... Everything is, uh, and meanwhile, no one says anything to that moron. I read, who has blonde hair right now. That's not cultural appropriation. If if I put my hair, and I can't do that because I have no hair, if I put my hair in braids, my long hair in braids, that's cultural appropriation. But Joy Reid can dye her hair white, blonde. And that's not cultural appropriation? Do you wonder why people don't listen to these people anymore? You just sit back and say, this is just BS. And by the way, I know there's a, a lot of... I saw the game. I saw the Super Bowl. I saw the Chiefs play. No, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl because the Chiefs were the better team. There's no white supremacy theory on... I think she was kidding there. I don't think this Brad Molina was serious about this. But... Yeah, well, she kind of says she thinks everything's racist, but I don't think it is a white supremacy thing that San Francisco won, that San Francisco lost, and that that uh, Kansas City Chiefs won. I, I don't think it has a... And if you're going to be a white supremacist, do you really, when 75% of both teams is black, would you really go out of your way to create a uh, conspiracy to, for one team to win over the other in football? If you're a white supremacist, you don't give a damn who wins because most of the teams are black. It doesn't make any sense. So, and by the way, the only reason I address that is because that seems to be what she believes, is that this is actually white supremacy. Okay? Whatever floats your boat. Okay, this should be a big deal. This should be a really, really big deal, and it's not. I wanted, to, I should have talked about this earlier, but there are so many things happening, I just never got to it. According to Fox News, the U.S. witnessed initiative, initiative machines Odysseus, lunar lander, touchdown on Malpert A, in the South Pole region of the moon on Thursday evening. This marked the first American spacecraft that has landed on the moon since the last crewed the Apollo mission over 50 years ago. The last time an American spacecraft touched down on the moon was 1972, during the Apollo 17 mission. Now, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I did watch this. I did watch it. Um, there wasn't much to watch because they didn't have video. Um, I know they say the Chinese and the Indian, the Chinese have landed on the moon. 
Bullshit. I'm going to say that right off the bat. The Chinese never landed on the moon. They say they landed on the dark side of the moon, which amazing. You landed on the dark side of the moon, the part of the moon no one can see, including the Chinese. So I, I don't believe the Chinese landed on the moon. But this is the first time we landed on the moon in 50 years. And no one's talking about it. And I think it's a big deal. Now, it was it was a good landing. They did land. The lander did land. And this is, again, the difference between Chinese and American, NASA and American, is the Americans actually report what happened. So they landed the module on the moon. The module was not uh, landed upright. It actually landed at an angle. They had communication problems with it were able to get some sort of signal, and it was transmitting data. Now, I don't think this thing is actually going to come back up. I think it's going to stay there. But the fact that we actually landed there is a big deal. Oh, here, here it is. There is a payload on the ship, and I think it's going to stand there because eventually when we do land on the moon again, again, for all you conspiracy theorists out there that don't believe we landed on the moon, when we land there again, they're going to use that stuff to, to uh, make us set up and actually go back to the moon more often. So I think that is awesome. And uh, I, I really think this should be a bigger story than it is. It, it really, I mean, the first time we land on the moon since the 50s, yeah, well... You can you can say that China did, but China didn't. They're just lying again. Okay, let's get to this next story. Um, Chicago's got nothing but crime problems, but they have a solution. So this story comes from the Chicago Sun Times, and I, I just shake my head and think to myself, why do these idiots over in Chicago keep voting? For the same damn people to run their cities, and they've run their city into the ground. I will not even go to Chicago anymore, and I used to live there, because it has turned into such a shithole. Well, the Chicago Sun-Times, they've, they've got something, sir. So let's listen to how Chicago is going to handle crime in schools, which, by the way, a lot of crime in schools. Dozens of Chicago students gathered outside the Board of Education President's house in the summer of 2020, calling on the school board to end its contract with the Chicago Police Department that day. In a close controversial vote, the board opted to keep police in public schools. Four years later, some of those same kids have since graduated from Chicago Public Schools, but were back in the district's downtown headquarters celebrating what they viewed as mission accomplished. Now, mind you, if these guys graduated from school and they still have time to protest, you can pretty much tell that they don't have jobs. And if they don't have jobs, that's because the Chicago educational system sucks ass, and they probably don't know how to read or like do add things like that add and subtract so you could say that these people had nothing better to do by the way in school in in country in states like this cities like this that's basically all they have to do is bitch and moan that you know things are not just or equitable or whatever crap that's all these people do 
The Board of Education voted on Thursday, that was last Thursday, to remove dozens of uniformed police officers from 39 high schools that still have them, and, in a separate vote, to drop janitorial giant Aramark as the district's cleaning provider. So, not only is everyone going to get shot, but now they're not going to have a janitorial service to clean up the blood. Continuing, the two unanimous votes for by Mayor... Brandon Johnson's seven-member hand-picked school board realized two of his campaign promises and notched significant wins for education activists who have long demanded police-free schools and an end to privatized custodial services. So here, here, here's the thing, and this is what's a real trip about violence. Let's say when they talk about gun control, when they talk about mass shootings, and you hear them, the, these activists will go out and scream, we need to get rid of guns because there have been 16,412 mass shootings this year. Where are those mass shootings actually taking place? A lot of them are taking place at these schools. And they don't talk about them because these mass shootings are typically gang-related. They're typically black-on-black. And they don't want to talk about that. If it's a white guy that kills people, yeah, that's great. But anybody else other than a white guy, a woman, a person of color, a trans person, a black person, they just ignore it. So what's the best way to avoid shootings in schools? Let's get rid of the police. And then let's get rid of the corporations. Aramark is a huge janitorial corporation. Let's get rid of them. I don't know who they're going to put in there. But let's, let's just make it that not only are the schools violent pots, but that there's no one there to clean them so they can be dirty too. So what's going to stop? You might be asking yourself, well, they must have a plan as to how they're going to stop all the violence in schools, right? Well, let's read on and see. The board resolution called on CPS to end the school resource officer program by the start of next school year and instead create a policy that focus on, focuses on a holistic approach to student safety and, quote, addresses the root causes of contributing factors, end quote, for disparities in student discipline. In other words, have no freaking idea how to do it. When they say holistic, they mean add counselors. And then let's look at the root causes. When you say, I want to look at the root causes, it means you don't know what the root causes are, so you actually don't have a solution. Because one of the root causes could be you've got a bunch of criminals in these high schools, and the solution could be you need police officers arresting those criminals. But you don't know what the root causes is. So let's let's add some counselors and some another bureaucracy to find out what those root causes are and then come up with plans. The priority should be to help students heal from trauma, address situations through restorative justice, and re-engage kids who are growing uninterested with school, the board said. Quote, the district should, will continue its strong partnership with the mayor's office and the Chicago Police Department, which a strong, a strong relationship with the Chicago Police Department? You just fired them. There's no strong relationship with the Chicago Police Department. What could they mean by that? 
Well, what they mean by that is when someone starts shooting somebody else in the school, they're going to call the police and the police are expected to go over there. And then when the police go over there and they arrest somebody, they will um, be accused of racism. By the way, the Chicago Police Department is, major is I think, 50% black. So I don't know how that works either. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so they, they're, they're keeping this strong this strong relationship with Chicago police because they already know they're going to need them to clean up the mess that crime has created in the school. Okay, continuing anyway. Um, the district, quote, the district will continue its strong partnership with the mayor's office and the Chicago Police Department, which have always and will continue to provide critical support for our schools, for our schools, the resolution said. CPS CEO... Pedro Martinez said near the start of the meeting that district officials will have will quote work with our board to implement their decision over the next few months. So this is by the way the important thing here this is typical left wing processes destroy everything wreck it but have no plan. So they have no, I, I mean, this guy basically, admit, we really don't have an idea what we're going to do after this. Let's just get rid of the police and we'll figure it out in a few months. Liberals, leftists, just destroy and they never replace. They never create. They never come up with good ideas. They just destroy and then, hey, we'll figure it out later. Okay, I hope you guys have a great day. God bless. This is Gene. Talk to you tomorrow. And you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.